0: Welcome to the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Josh Smith, Editor of Ground Support Worldwide, and today we're speaking with Keith Clark, Senior Quality Control and Technical Rep at Phillips 66, to learn more about aviation fuel quality assurance. Of course, uh, proper fueling must be treated with the utmost care, and fueling mistakes are costly, but more importantly, a fueling mistake puts human life at risk. So to mitigate possible mistakes, safety procedures and opportunities to verify fuel type exist at every stage of a fuel's journey from the refinery to the aircraft. Keith, can you elaborate on some of the safety measures at each of these stages and explain who is responsible for carrying out verification and other safety measures during a fuel's journey to an airplane?
1: You bet, uh, when we make the fuel at the refinery, it's tested and meets ASTM spec. And then when we move the fuel to the uh, terminal, it's retested and verifies that it meets the ASTM spec. And then once it gets delivered via a dedicated trailer, the FBO picks up the responsibility and that's where they do the white bucket, the API gravity, and verify everything is good before they put it into the fuel tank. And from that point, they manage the fuel throughout the process in their fuel farm. You know, we have state-of-the-art filtration, sixth edition, and then it goes from there into equipment that has nozzle screens, and then eventually it gets into the aircraft.
0: Sure, let's let's focus a little bit more in detail about what happens when that fuel does arrive at an FBO and it's ready to be delivered to an aircraft. You know, can you elaborate a little bit more on some of those specific steps that need to be taken by the ground personnel working at an FBO to ensure that the correct fuel is pumped into the plane?
1: Yes. So, this is where, you know, communication is so important. To communicate with the pilot and the pilot to communicate back to the FBO to make sure the correct fuel is being put into that aircraft. You know, it could be straight jet A or it could be jet A with FSI fuel system icing inhibitor or it could be avgas 100LL. And we also have unreaded products coming out like the product, you know, 94 octane. But certain aircraft require certain fuel and it's very important that that communication between the pilot and the FBO is perfect because it doesn't matter how good the fuel is made, managed. If that mis- end conversation is broke down, we have issues and that can be catastrophic issues.
0: Yeah. So to follow up on that, you know, what, what sorts of communication is required then um, from when a pilot walks into an FBO terminal and, um, you know, starts commun- you know, that. that and they start that communication process, you know, uh, you know, what specific details need to be covered.
1: So I hear pilots all the time, say, top it off, fill it up, fill it up to the tabs. That's not a proper fuel order. A proper fuel order would say the grade of product, the type of product, Avgas 100, you know, and then also the gallons. And it should always include the tail number of the aircraft to make sure that all that stuff is there. You know, One of the things when the pilot says top it off, the FBO should really not say avgas or jet. They should look at the pilot and say please confirm fuel type. That way the pilot is communicating back to us jet A or jet A with fizzy or avgas 100. And then the FBO would look back and communicate that back to him. It's that double confirmation. The chances of One person making a mistake is a lot higher than two people having a conversation and communicating. And then there's other things that we look at, you know, before we ever fuel that airplane. Does it have a wing decal? If it doesn't have a wing decal, you should have a grade confirmation signature from that pilot. So all those things. And there's some FBOs that just go through that whole process of having the pilot sign off. But if the incorrect fuel is put into that aircraft... You're going to find out about 23 seconds after takeoff, and that's when catastrophic things are going to happen. So it's very important to have that communication.
0: And how does the communication process um, continue then after the fuel order? You know, to ensure that the the um, the FBO and the the personnel actually um, you know putting that fuel into the aircraft. How do, how do they make sure that they're uh, avoiding those common mistakes?
1: Yeah. So the FBO, you know, if the pilot's talking to the front desk, then there has to be a process in place that that front desk communicates to the line staff to make sure. And you should always do the same thing. Communicate fuel type, the quantity, the tail number. Those things should always be reiterated throughout the process. Don't just say, go top off that plane and point out there or, you know, make sure you say tail number of the aircraft. The fuel type and the quantity of the fuel order. And, you know, a fuel ticket, all those things can be placed. If you really look at it, it's so important that that process continues throughout the process. And then once the aircraft is fueled and before they sign that credit card receipt, make sure that the pilot initials that fuel type. And there's a process in place that says, hey, don't just sign here. Increase initial the fuel type, the quantity, because you know it could be an incorrect fuel type, but it could also be incorrect quantity of fuel put into that aircraft or in the incorrect wing of that aircraft. So all those things come together. As I tell people in training, you know, you may fuel 30 airplanes in a day, but if you fuel 30 airplanes in a day in 10 days, that's 300 airplanes. In 100 days, that's 3,000 airplanes. And in a thousand days, less than three years, that's thirty thousand aircraft that have been fueled, and we have to be perfect every time, because if one mistake can lead to catastrophic events. So that's where everybody working together, communicating, is the key to preventing a misfueling.
0: Speaking of those, you know, processes that have been put into place, you know. Are- Do you have any examples that you can share of a fueling error that took place and, you know, required industry attention that ultimately led to some required processes that we use now?
1: You know, we had an aircraft land and the pilot got out and the young man talked to him and said, you know, what can I do for you? And the pilot said, top it off with jet fuel. And he looked at him and he said, jet fuel? And the pilot said, yes, jet fuel. And the young man said, sir, this is a Cessna 421. And the pilot looked at him and said, What are you talking about? It's my king air. And he said, Turn around. When the pilot turned around, he said, Wow, I fly the king air every day. I forgot they put me in the 421 today. So, you know, everybody, we're all humans, we all make mistakes. You know, we get sidetracked. We're so busy. And that's where we tell people slow down and make sure. Communicate and verification is the key. And uh, You know, the wing decals, we've had situations where aircraft have been converted from a piston engine that takes Avgas 100LL to a diesel compression engine that now takes jet fuel. And these aircraft actually landed and when they landed, there was good communication between the pilot and the line staff. And the young lady said, you know, yeah, we got the round nozzle because the pilot said, hey, these are going to be jet fuel. They didn't fix the openings in the wings they're going to need the round nozzle everything was good she went and got the truck she put the uh, round nozzle with the nozzle screen in and she went up and before she put the rubber mat up on the wing to protect it she looked at the wing decal and it said abgas 100 on that aircraft she went to the other wing and all three of those aircraft said abgas so she stopped and she went back inside and she said sir you said these were diesel-converted aircraft to take jet fuel. He said, yeah, don't put avgas in it. You'll kill us. And she said, no, just come here. What's scary in this situation is it wasn't the first time these aircraft had landed for fuel, and nobody had ever noticed. And we believe that people make the decision, and they just throw that rubber mat up, and it covers up that decal. So always look at the decal before you put the rubber mat up, to confirm. It's a process that we're going to confirm and reconfirm because we can never make that mistake of putting the incorrect fuel into an aircraft.
0: Uh, That's a a really great example. And um, we're going to talk a little bit more with uh, Keith Clark about fuel verification. Uh, We'll do that right after this quick break.
1: Would you like to reach key decision makers in the industry? Share your message on the Aviation Pros podcast and reach key leaders across all facets of aviation, including aircraft maintenance, airports, FBOs, airlines, and ground handling. Contact one of Aviation Pros' helpful account representatives to find out more.
0: We're back with Keith Clark, and we've discussed some of the safety measures required to ensure proper fueling, and I'd like to ask you a little bit more about some of the ongoing efforts to increase fueling safety and ensuring that The delivery of clean, dry, and on-spec aviation fuel is accomplished. For example, Keith, you've championed the Save a Life Verify Fuel Type campaign. Can you offer our listeners some background about this program and how it's
1: grown and evolved into its current form? So, the Save a Life Verify Fuel Type campaign came about after a tragedy, a misfueling, where a pilot lost his life. And, uh, you know, we looked back and said, what can we do different? You know, what can we do? You know, back in 2015, NATA came out with PreventMisfueling.com, and we had that training out there. You know, we, for not only FBOs, but customer service supervisors, but also pilots. You know, and we pushed that training really hard. If you go back into the 70s, when Bob Hoover was misfueled, in 1978, you know, they came out with a duckbill nozzle. It was called the Hoover nozzle, and they put restrictor plates in those aircraft, thinking that if we made the nozzle so it wouldn't fit, they couldn't misfuel fuel an airplane. But unfortunately, airplanes have been converted nowadays, and they've been converted, you know, the pipe of Malibu gets converted to a turbine engine, but they don't fix the opening, so we have to use that little small round nozzle. We also have diamonds that are being built with diesel engines that have the big nozzle, but they're a diesel compression engine that takes jet fuel. And if you put avgas in a diesel compression aircraft, it's going to crash on takeoff. You know, so all those things were tools, but it comes back to communication and verification. And that's where we came up with Save a Life Verify Fuel Type. And it says www.preventmisfueling.com, And uh, what it is is a heart-shaped. We didn't want to put a square decal on the trucks. Or on the windows. We wanted to do something that would bring awareness to this issue, to make sure that everybody slowed down. So we created this campaign and those six words to get people to stop and think, when they fuel that aircraft, that what they're doing is very critical because if they put the wrong fuel, there's no place to pull over in the sky. You're coming out of the sky. So that's why we started the campaign. We give away these decals to anybody, any FBO across America, you know, we'll give you these decals and uh, you can go to uh, TrustedFuel at P66.com and we will uh, send them to you. Just send us an email.
0: You know, it sounds like, you know, really important work, you know, especially to uh, build up that awareness. And in addition to the Save a Life, Verify Fuel Type campaign, you know, what other training resources or, you know, educational programs are available to the fueling industry to, to help improve that level of safety?
1: Yeah. So, NATA Safety First has some really great training. As I talked earlier about the com page. That's free training available for the industry. You can go to ACE Safety Pro. They have training. There's training available out there. If you go to uh, VerifyFuel.com, which is a Phillips 66 site, you can click when you open it up. You're going to see on the left-hand side this Save a Life Heart. If you click on there, we have training available from the industry. We have training that we've done webinars. You know, I speak at. Air Venture and Sun and Fun now, because we've taken this message not just to the FBOs, but we're taking this message to the pilots, because the pilots and that communication is the key. As an FBO, I'm sure you've seen pilots that just say top it off. And that's where we have to retrain that pilot. We have to talk to them. And that's why we say, please confirm fuel type, because we don't want a mistake on our watch, on anybody's watch, because we have to be perfect. The industry has to be perfect every time, and it's working together that we'll get there.
0: Yeah, and so maybe to kind of wrap up the conversation, you know, you speak about this—the need for perfection and the need to really, you know, educate everyone involved in the industry. You know, from from that point of view, how frequently uh, do ground personnel at FBOs need to train and take refresher courses regarding fuel safety, and maybe? the better way to ask that is how frequently should ground personnel at fbos um train and and refresh their their education.
1: Yeah, one of the things that we tell people is you should be having monthly safety meetings. You should be having this conversation all the time. Not only between the pilot and the fbo, but also among the fbo employees and that. You know, when we first introduced save a life, people were like Whoa, save a life, that's pretty harsh. But in reality, that's what we're doing here. And by talking about it, we can all improve. When a mistake happens and nothing is done about it, just another tragedy waiting to happen. So, you know, we have to learn from the mistakes. If you go back to 1978 when Bob Hoover's aircraft was misfueled, it was a mistake. And we learned something and we tried to fix it. Over the last eight years, there's been Eight aircraft misfeelings that I know of that have had catastrophic events. You know, people either died or, you know, injured. There's been a lot more that were caught before they ever took off. You know, so that's where we have to continue to say, how are we going to get better? And the way we get better is by talking and communicating and learning from the mistakes that were made by others so the mistake isn't made at your FBO. And I'd like to add one more thing on this. It's not only when you're receiving, I mean, putting fuel into that aircraft, but it's also when you're receiving fuel into your FBO to make sure that that fuel tank is set up and secured in such a way that there's no way you can accidentally put jet fuel into gas or gas into jet fuel. And that's happened in the industry. So, you know, our recommendation is a padlock system, a separate key for the jet and a separate key for the gas. And with that, you don't carry the key on your keychain. You keep it labeled with a jet keychain and an gas, and you keep it with your hydrometers in a receipt of fuel toolbox. Because the only time you need to get into that fill point is when you are checking in the fuel with the correct hydrometers. So when you go to check in gas, you grab the gas. Toolbox that says ABGAS. It's got the hydrometers. It's got the key, and then you can open it. So there's no way that you can accidentally put jet fuel into the ABGAS or ABGAS into the jet. So all those things are things we've learned to make it safer in the industry.
0: now this is all really um, you know great advice and really important information to get out to um, the audience in the you know in the FBO and aviation fueling industry. So we really appreciate that insight, Keith. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Aviation Pros Podcast. Uh, Once again, I'd like to thank our guest, Keith Clark, Senior Quality Control and Technical Rep at Phillips 66. And if you'd like to learn more about his company and fuel quality insurance or the Save a Life, Verify Fuel Type campaign specifically, please visit www.phillips66aviation.com and www.verifyfuel.com. And for more information about FBOs, ground handling operations, and fueling safety, stay up to date by subscribing to Ground Support Worldwide's and Airport Businesses daily e-newsletters, and please continue to visit aviationpros.com.